Good morning, everyone. Hello and welcome to episode number 49 of the RDO podcast, uh, broadcasting from a beautiful Saturday morning. I came and fired up this morning, Al, and I didn't realise how fired up I should be. Because, so we've got a lot to talk about today, and the, the main thing that we want to talk about today is sports, because this weekend and the coming week is kind of like a sports lover's wet dream, but something way more interesting came up literally first thing this morning when we rolled in. So I got a text message this morning from the gym next door. <clears throat> showing my sign that's in front of my business with bullet holes in it. Bullet holes. Riddled with yeah. bullet holes. Riddled with 19 bullet holes. So when I came in, I not only noticed the bullet holes, but also all the bullet casings mm-hmm. on the ground. Uh, nine millimeter bullet casings, which I believe is from a pistol. Mm-hmm. That's that's my knowledge of, uh, of weapons. Now, so I rang the police because I'm like, I don't feel real comfortable with someone shooting mm. my stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. And I go through various steps talking to the police, and then I look down down the ramp, and coming out of the bushes, there's a police officer. And I said, oh, okay, there's a police officer here. I'll go talk to them. Turns out the lady that lives behind my sign mm-hmm. through the bush uh, was hit. Or not hit. Her house was hit. She was mm-hmm. in the kitchen making a cup of tea. Yeah, 4.30am. She's in the kitchen making a cup of tea. and 4.18am. 4.18am. Because she knew, because when she hit the deck, she looked up at the clock and saw it said 4.18 this mm. morning. So they found two bullets inside her house. Or went through the back of her house, all the way through. So the police were here for oh, a long time. A few hours this morning, yeah. Cordon off the area. Yeah. We found only... Seven we found, so there's 19 holes in the sign. We found 17 bullet case. Uh, sorry, seven, not 17, seven bullet casings. Um, so obviously we, we searched around for quite a while trying to find mm. as many as we possibly could. Um, you know, it could be any number of reasons why you couldn't find them. One of the police said that they may have been shooting from a car. So some of them may have obviously mm. fallen into the car itself. But uh, yeah, full on, like super lucky for this lady who lived behind yeah. you that... She didn't get hit because she was literally up and it out when it was happening. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just just crazy. Like, so obviously, then you start thinking about well, what could happen? Why why would this have happened? And to me, it just kind of looks like some I don't know. I'm going to assume young drunk people have gotten their hands on a gun and decided to come out to an industrial area and play target practice with your sign. Mm. That's what it looks like yeah, to me. I think so. Um, but hey, you. You never know. So 19, <clears throat> 19 bullet holes. Mm-hmm. A clip usually holds 10. Mm-hmm. So they've either missed one or left one in the chamber. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering whether it's one pistol or two pistols. Mm-hmm. If they dual wielded it. Mm-hmm. I'd love to be the one investigating this. I think this would be a lot of fun. But there yeah. was a lot, of, a lot of police here. There was, yeah. And and they they taking photos of everything and... I think it's the only reason why they cared is because it hit a little old lady's house. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. sure if they hit a car dealer <laughs> sign, they would not have given. They'd be like, nah, that makes sense. Yeah, that <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> yeah, use so. car dealer. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, so that was a bit of excitement for this morning. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I'll we'll post. I'll post a picture up on my socials as soon as, as soon as we finish mm-hmm. here, and um, we might have to start like a GoFundMe on what to do with the with the sign. Yeah. The sign cost me like a grand. Yeah, it's a thousand dollar sign. Yeah, and 
So I, I guess we'll throw it out to you guys. Do you think that it matters when you show up to a business and the signs covered in bullet holes? Yeah. yeah <laughs> does that does that affect your uh, trust that you place in that business? Yeah. If it looks like someone may have been uh, disgruntled with you, you're not a true car dealer, and I've got no disgruntled customers. I've sold bugger all, so, <laughs> so I've got nothing out there. And any warranty jobs I've just paid for. Yeah, anyway, yeah, so. yeah. You got to sell cars to have disgruntled yeah, customers. Correct, don't you? Correct. It's been a bit of a, a bit of a tough patch. Yeah. So, yeah. Put in the comments uh, if you you know what I should do, mm-hmm. and also to help me out because I am I am at a, a financial loss to this. Mm. Get your friends to subscribe to the channel. Yeah, let's. We want. We we've stagnated at yeah, fifty four. And and the ironic thing is too is that you don't want to. We don't want to be one of those podcasts that ask you every single week to like, share, and subscribe to us. But it actually does really really help the channel. So if you are enjoying it, if you're not subscribed, because a lot like the um, excuse me, the stats show that uh, I think about fifty percent of people who watch our stuff, especially on YouTube aren't actually subscribed to it mm. so yeah if you if you could subscribe really does help us out and will maybe help Alex pay for a new sign down yeah track. so we just need you and a thousand friends yep. each <clears throat> to like and subscribe so we can finally monetize this channel mm-hmm. so that I can buy a new sign yeah yeah. but I'll be keeping the bullet riddled one and I'll bring it inside oh yeah that's a, it's a memento now yeah for sure one, one day that might be worth a lot of money I'm interested to see what you call this because there's a definite clickbait opportunity for the tagline of this or the title for of this. the title yeah I always um, when I'm editing the videos I always re-listen to everything then try to come up with something that's relevant yeah uh, so anyway we'll, it'll be we'll, a good one we'll see what one. happens there'll be a clickbait one there for sure for sure um, take your shots you'll figure it out <laughs> Um, so <clears throat> yeah, don't forget there's also something that I want to speak about so I don't know if you want to do the now nah, let's let's but... let's talk about what you want to talk about first because I'm I'm going to be ranting a lot about sports very very soon okay so I'll get my 30% of the words in now um, 30% yeah so I spoke last week about my Hertz shares yeah mm-hmm. my Hertz shares that were for those who didn't listen to it before I basically bought oh, I missed out years ago paying $9 for them they run at $40 they dropped down to $1.40, thought, yep, not, not missing this opportunity, bought them at $1.40, then I went bankrupt, mm-hmm. and this is like a year ago, and my trading account showed at zero, and I logged in the other day, and there they are, at over $8. Mm-hmm. Well, the day after we posted the video, mm-hmm. I went back in, and there was more money in there, like in my cash account, and I'm going... Why is there money in my cash account? I thought a previous trade had not gone through. I'm clicking through, like, no, no, they're all there. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like it's an unsettled trade or an open order or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I dig in deeper. Oh, then I go through my emails. I got paid dividends. Yeah. I got paid $633 <laughs> worth of dividends for a $1,000 trade. Mm-hmm. Plus the trade. So, so just, just to, like, to clarify that so you guys understand, Alex spent $1,000 on these shares a long, like, years ago. A year right? ago. A year ago. So I bought a thousand dollars worth of shares and just got paid a dividend of six hundred and eighty eight dollars. Six thirty three. Six thirty three. Six thirty three plus the shares are worth four thousand. But so I watched a video on it. They're reclassifying the trade again. So that it went from HTZ, mm-hmm. HTZGQ, to now it's going to be HTZZZ. Right. HTZZZ is the new formed one, and they're actually changing the share allocation. Okay. It's something like if you had a hundred shares, 
you get $153 for for every 100 HTZGQ shares you had. Mm-hmm. You got paid $153 dividend. And those shares will that will equate to 20 shares in the new right. whatever the new right. shareholder thing is and I believe they're going to like $20. Wow. So we'll see what that looks like. I'll give you an update because I'm it's an it's a US tr- uh, stock mm-hmm. and I'm doing it on an Australian platform. It's a bit slow. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of the YouTube videos I watched, they were like, just wait, like it'll be fine. We'll just wait. And I remember, I think it was probably three months that it took when it changed from HDZ to HDZGQ mm-hmm. for it to show up. So I'll keep you posted. But that's been a good, uh, that's been a good trade. Now all these videos said. This does not set a precedent to go and buy shares of bankrupt companies. No. no, no. <laughs> okay, don't do that. But the reason why... You need it, to buy pre-bankrupt companies. The, well, the reason why <laughs> it went gangbusters is they kind of lucked on to, to Rona. So when the pandy hit, there was a period when the pandemic first hit where no one was travelling, no one was moving, yep. no cars were being built, but no one knew what a car was going to be worth. Right. And I remember, like, we were in dealerships then. Yeah, yeah. We didn't know... If, Finance companies were going to pay. Were actually going to pay for cars on mm-hmm. orders. We didn't know if insurance companies were going to pay out. We didn't know if manufacturers were actually going to give us the car. We didn't know if manufacturers were going to stop uh, stop us until we paid cash up front for the cars. Yeah, yeah. It was wild. And during that period, when they obviously Hertz had all these cars, mm. all heavily leveraged, they were in real trouble. Yeah, yeah. But now we're at the point where there's still no cars being built, but there's a glut. Like they need cars. Yeah. People need transport because America's opening up again now too. Yeah, so, so not only has America opened up, so now you can go and rent the cars, mm-hmm. you have to stay within the United States as well, so there's a lot of uh, inter-national like national travel happening, mm-hmm. but also the value of those cars has probably gone up 30 or 40% yeah, in that time. Yeah. So now that their really bad financial situation they were in before is now really good. Yeah, yeah, it's just flipped. It's absolutely flipped. Mm-hmm. And I'm reaping the benefits. Mm. So, so, don't, so don't buy bankrupt or pre-bankrupt company stock because this is like a... This is well, very rare that this happens. Yeah, and look, fortune favours the brave, right? You've got to be in it to win it. I mean, everything. All of those old sayings. Um, it's, it's the same as like people who bought Bitcoin back in the day when it was Me. worth nothing. So I did that. Uh, at the end of the day, make, make decisions that you think might work. But some of them work and some of them don't. And Actually, every just, now and then you have a have a windfall. You just remind me, I'm trying to get in on another thing, and you know who you are. I'm wait. I'm trying to pay you the money. You haven't sent me the address. I'm trying to buy into another company. Right. You haven't sent me the the payment address. Get on it. I'm mm. in. I'm in. Mm. And if the more you make me wait, the, I'll forget. Take his deposit. Take I'm his money. I'm trying to buy into your Take business. His money. <laughs> As, now, a, as a former sales manager, I'm disgusted at you. Follow yeah, up your client. Take their money. Take the money. It's been like a week now. So, another thing I learned that I really wanted to speak about mm-hmm. is how poor the, like, trading on the ASX is. Mm-hmm. And it made me really, really feel like that is ripe for, uh, what's it called when you, um, when, like, Uber Reform? Comes, not reform. Oh, disruption. Disruption. Now, crypto has disrupted, crypto has disrupted traditional markets mm-hmm. but let me give you an example and i'll give you a real like the idiot's guide to trade uh, stock trading mm-hmm. on the asx okay if you're the first time investor if you're trying to buy a share mm-hmm. you must spend at least 500 dollars. that's right on a new stock mm-hmm. so at least 500 i don't even think that that's just first time investors no first time of any new stock 
No, but even even like so with when I buy into the ETF, for example, like mm-hmm. so I've been in Bass for almost twelve months. Yeah. Uh, every time I buy a new allotment of Bass, I need to spend I need to buy minimum five hundred dollars worth. I can't buy less than that, even if I already own some. Okay. Well you can like on a normal platform, mm-hmm. as long as the first one that you bought was five hundred, okay. then you can go and buy one individual share. Right. So that's already a barrier of entry, of entry because sure. not everyone has five hundred dollars that they can just throw into mm-hmm. a a um, a stock. Mm-hmm. Now, crypto, you can put a dollar into crypto. Yeah, you can put less. Mm-hmm. Another thing, the ASX is only open from ten until four mm. Monday to Friday. Yeah, they work only a few more hours than what I work. That's yeah. crazy. And, and we spoke about this during the week when. When you talk about systems that are built to lock out just normal retail investors like all of us, like you consider the fact that you can only trade on the Australian Stock Exchange between the hours of 10 and 4, Monday to Friday. So those are the hours that most regular people are at work hmm. doing their job. A lot of people in their jobs can't just take five minutes to go and jump on. I mean, you might be able to do it on your lunch break or something yeah. like that. But to go and jump on and, and buy or sell some shares. Yeah, to be an active trader. Yeah. It, it, it does appear <clears throat> that it does... Now, it might not be purposely built that way, but it is that way. Yeah. Crypto, on the other hand, 24-7, seven days a week, mm-hmm. all day, every day, yeah, every night. the weekends. Yeah. I'll give, not, you, I'll give you an example of where that screwed me recently. Was, so with my Afterpay shares. So I bought Afterpay at about $120 a share, roughly. And as I said last week, they tanked for a while and then they've come back. And then there was a time, it might have been about a month ago, where they had just gone on a run. And I, I hadn't been paying attention to them. I only noticed it on Friday afternoon when I jumped into my stock mm-hmm. app that they'd actually gone up to $129 a share. I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe I'll just sell out of them now because I said I was going to sell them at even a slight profit and just mm-hmm. stick that money into Bass, which is doing really well. But between Friday afternoon and 10 o'clock Monday morning, when I logged in at 10 o'clock to try to sell the shares instantly the share price dropped to $118 because, and all of a sudden wasn't wasn't worth it anyway. Because wholesale investors are allowed to invest in those times. Yeah. So, so it's only retail. It's only us. It's only it's only the little guy that is not allowed to trade in mm-hmm. those times. So we're, we're, you're at a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Crypto fixes that. Yeah. So another thing, uh, if you... The... Oh, hold on. Um, sorry, I've had a brain melt. If you want oh although stocks are shown to three decimal places so as in ten dollars point one zero five you're on your um you're only allowed to deal in sorry you're only actually allowed to trade to two decimal points Hmm. so they make you round it up so if it was one zero five that would make you pay uh, 0.11. Mm. Now think about it. that. Doesn't sound like much, right? Extrapolate that over a hundred million dollar market cap of a company. Yeah. The r- little retail investor has now overpaid mm. a huge amount of money for, sure. for these companies. Yeah, because it's scalable. Well, on crypto, you can go into eight decimal places. Yeah, that's right. Five decimal places. Yeah. So you're actually getting a far more real version of it. It's it's not scamming us, mm-hmm. right? I really felt like the ASX was like riding a penny farthing mm-hmm. when cryptocurrency is like being in a spaceship. Yeah, yeah. But the benefit is that on the penny farthing, 
only the old established mm. are allowed to play in that antiquated space. Yeah, yeah. But the beauty is the democratization of investing is for us. Yeah. Is for the young people. Mm. And these these functions are here for us. Yeah. And that's why you hear all the time, oh, it's it's volatile and don't stay away from crypto and rah, rah. they have to say that yeah, they don't right. know they, they don't know or they do know they're sitting on this old thing going man this is far superior yeah it, it doesn't benefit anyone with old money to get into new new money sources if or someone's telling you money sources be uh, widely circulated and picked up by the majority of people because if, they just want them to play in the old frameworks that they're already winning in if someone's telling you to stay out of crypto it's because a, they have no understanding of it, mm. or B, they're financially better off it not being around. Mm. So you're encroaching on their investments. Yeah, I was I was watching a an interesting video on YouTube yesterday about, and this is obviously the United States, but that that systemic uh, wealth inequality issue, and what it was centered around was in in America there is currently a massive wealth transfer going on where you've got extremely wealthy older people i think they were saying that the um the over 65s in the united states their assets are worth like 74 trillion dollars or mm-hmm. something like that at this point in time and what is happening is now that some of those people are dying out or or close to what they're doing is they're actually gifting those assets to their children mm-hmm. and the way that capital gains tax law works in the United States is obviously if you've bought yourself a property and then you sell it at a profit, you pay capital gain tax on that property. However, if you, if you bought, bought a property and it, and it uh, appreciates in value and then you gift that property to your kids and they sell it, they don't pay capital gains tax. So the problem is you've got people who are fortunate enough to be... No, that's not right. In America, that's how it works. Well, it may not be the case in Australia. No, 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 no. But if one person pays capital gains tax, they both pay, like. No, no. If if the person who bought the property, who experiences the growth, gifts it to to their children, yeah. and the child sells it, no capital gains tax gets paid. No, but why was there capital gains tax on the previous sale? Like, if the parents sold it, not like didn't gift it. No, no. It, I, I, I hear you. Yeah. So explain to me mm-hmm. how. So if if. The parents don't gift it. They sell it. They pay capital gains, correct? Yes, but that's not what I said. Uh, Let me finish. So if they sell it, they pay capital gains? Yes. Okay. But they're gifting it to their kids. Mm -hmm. Now, when they sell it, how are they not paying capital gains? Because that's how the law works in America. No, no, but but is it because because, um, there's no purchase price? Well, yeah, it's a gift. So that so they they've never because they didn't buy it. There's no capital ta- gains on that right, item. Right, right, so right. So what can happen is you can be a rich person. You might not even be dead yet, but I can gift it to my sure. children. They can sell the asset, and there's no capital gains tax mm. paid at all, and they can just gift me back the money. So that's happening in America at, mm. the, at the moment. And again, America is a far older nation than we mm. are, and I don't know how these laws work in Australia. I would assume. Again, maybe well, you don't pay capital gains on your, the house that you live in unless you've sold it within twelve months. Yeah, okay, okay. So, but investment properties is yeah. capital gains that tears away every mm. year that um, yeah. that you've had it. Yeah. So yeah, so anyway, it was an ex- extremely interesting video about uh, the systemic issues, especially in America, when it comes to to wealth creation. Because then, 
obviously you've got issues around, uh, say, uh, African-American people who were, for such a long period of time, only allowed to buy in certain suburbs, which had no growth, no appreciation, because they're ghettos. Subprime markets. Yeah, so so you can see how in America that wealth gap just kept getting bigger and bigger. But here's the solution (laughs) to that problem, because I, I, I don't think any young person should get into property now. Because it's too highly leveraged and it's... Um, look, it's not going to go backwards. It's never going to go backwards mm. in Australia until some big, 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 big changes happen because we've got too much superannuation invested. Yeah. The, the there's nation, too much riding on it. There's way too much riding on it. But I also don't think you need to spend two, three, four, five, six thousand $6,000 a month on a place to live when you could rent a place for far cheaper and then invest in something else that's going to outperform yeah. the, the uh, housing market. And that's what... This, that is my view of what crypto or the stock market to a point, but crypto even better because, like you said, you can work a nine-to-five job mm-hmm. Monday to Friday and still trade on weekends, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but that you can't do on the ASX. Mm. There, are, there are functions out there and there's so much money being made on things that aren't the mainstream. Yeah, I'm trying... I've got some viewers of the show that, are, that I talk to after that are trying to get in, but... Because it doesn't make sense to them, they're too scared to do it. Mm. And I'm like, okay, you're going to continue to work for your money. Yeah, that's right. So if you're not invested, all you are doing is selling your time, your labor Mm -hmm. for money. That's right. But smart people are having their money build wealth for them. Money makes Mm -hmm. money in this this world. And a lot of them are just like, oh, yeah, my parents told me to go and buy a house. Yeah, of course, because that's what, that's what they did. Yeah, that's right. That's what worked for them. That was yeah. the financial strategy that worked best for our parents. Yeah, but there are other functions out there mm. now that will make you, uh, will outperform mm-hmm. the current yeah. status quo, I would say. Yeah, for sure. So. And look, the, uh, and another saying, just, I'm just full of sayings this morning, but poor people spend, middle class people save, and wealthy people invest. Yeah. So... The, if you can get your money working for you, and the thing is, like Alex is saying, it doesn't have to be a lot of money. No. You don't have to have all of your savings tied up no. in something. It can just be little bits. But it will be all your savings if you buy a property in, in today's market. It'll Unless you're earning you know, yeah. well into six figures, mm-hmm. the majority of your pay will be taken up by a mortgage. That's right. And who wins in a mortgage? Mm. The bank does. The bank. Yeah. The bank does. And the other thing too, like like you're saying with how over leveraged the housing market is, just the sheer fact that in the last eighteen months, with everything that's been going on with this global pandemic and and the effects of that economically, like our budget's going to be in deficit until twenty sixty mm. now due to it, but the housing market's still gone up. Yeah, like it doesn't make sense. Yeah. It just defies logic. Yeah. So. Ian, when you're talking about investing, you want to buy low, sell high. Hey, it ain't a buy low time at the moment. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I never buy anything at the top of the market. Yeah. And it's not a... You will be locked out of the housing market if you do not invest. Yeah. So you've got the choice. Either get into it now and unlock yourself, Mm -hmm. right? So now you're in and and that's the only benefit. Is it mentally? You're in. Yeah. If you are investing... So you can go and rent... Invest the difference mm-hmm. to a comfortable level. Yeah, you will be in a. You'll be able to take your pick of what you want. Yeah, and the you other can thing, always buy back in. The other thing too, with with just that angle of renting somewhere and investing the difference and what would be between your rent payment and your mortgage payment, uh, that can be a really good thing to get into for when you do your finance application with the bank. 
Because if you can show that you've already putting an additional X amount away in savings every single week, you are showing that bank that you can afford that extra money. So mm. you'll actually be able to borrow more money because you can demonstrate you're already putting that money aside yeah. anyway. But I'm saying don't borrow. Like yeah, just, just as an option for you if that is the thing that you wanted to do. Build wealth. Yeah. Build wealth. And you've got to work on it. And you've got to... It's not easy. Like I said, the property management thing that I've been through, I'm yeah. still going through it. You know, I drove past my properties yesterday. It, and the it, guy's it, still in it? No, no. They're still doing work on it. And they're still not finished. You yeah. know, so we're, we're weeks in. And every week, that's another 400 bucks that I have to pay for yeah, the mortgage right. when there's... That, that no one's in there. Mm-hmm. So... But that's only because it's leveraged. Mm. If I owned the place outright yeah. because I had invested and I paid cash and I didn't have loans on it, mm-hmm. then I've got no exposure. Mm. And you can start small. Like I said, so use Hertz as an example. And look, it's an extreme example, mm-hmm. but I have other things that have gone up by 300% as well. Yep. To turn 1,000 into 4,600 mm-hmm. in a year, yeah. if that was 10,000, yeah. what's it worth? Mm-hmm. If that was $100,000 invested, mm-hmm. and that compounds. Mm. You know, if you if now I've got... Four thousand six hundred mm-hmm. to invest. If I wanted to sell that out and buy something else, that's gonna that's gonna rise. Yeah, yeah. Get your money to build wealth for you. And that's that's the tip too. Is if you do want to buy a house, like I I bought a house. Like my family, we bought a house. And the reason I bought a house is because we wanted to do the traditional family thing. We wanted to set down roots. We want to raise our kids in a certain mm-hmm. area. So for us, it made sense. It's what it's what we wanted to do. But what I wish I had done, because I wish I was exposed to it earlier, was when we were saved, because we saved for over three years to save our deposit up. I wish that I had that money, that savings, invested in an ETF for that three years, hmm. because I would have gotten the benefits of compound interest. So then my all and happens, dividend payouts and dividend payouts, yep. So all that happens is my money that I was saving anyway, I just get more for it. Well, sorry, no, it's not compound interest that you that you would get. Well, it is you when have, you get your dividend and reinvest it, then it compounds. But it's not compounding interest. You, you're actually... It is compounding It's not compounding. No, because you get paid interest on savings. You don't get paid interest on investing. So your vast investment is not compounding interest. It's yeah. the value of your stock increases. Well, it compounds when you get a dividend payment and you reinvest that money back in, then you're making interest on top of your, your dividends. You're not making interest. It's not interest. Interest is 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 a is a function of savings. Your investment increases. It's okay, so your investment increases, which therefore means your dividend increases. Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah. and then you reinvest that. So, yeah. so you you are getting a compounding effect. Mm. It's but it's it's not interest. And, and interest at the moment is half a percent. Yeah, one percent or something like that. Mm-hmm. If you've got if you've got money in savings, you're doing yourself an injustice, especially mm-hmm. now. In in a, in one year, if you're getting 0.5 percent interest, you're at the end of the year you are 1.5 percent poorer than you were when yeah, you started. Yeah, because of CPI. Yeah, because of the inflation mm. of our of our dollar, mm-hmm. and it's probably worse than two percent. I would say. I think it's 2.1 percent. Okay, so you're 1.6 percent. You've got 1.6 percent less money, mm. even though you earned earned 0.5 percent. Mm-hmm. Interest in that time. Yeah. If it's not invested, you've got rocks in your head. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Anyway, um, speaking of ways that you can make money in Australia, <laughs> oh, uh, particularly tax-free. Now, the best thing about this podcast is so I want to talk about sports, right? And I'm going to give you some tips 
But the best thing about this is that most of the tips are going to be for events that have already happened. Because <laughs> this is going to be launched on Monday. Oh, it's this weekend. So all but you're, you're putting a line in the sand now. You're I'm putting a line in the sand now. It's yeah. Saturday morning, right? But the thing is, there's, there is so much sports going on at the moment. And I'm super pumped because it's one of my favorite times of the year. First of all, I just want to give a special shout out to Australia's and Queen, Queensland's own goddess of tennis ash barty yeah well done ash barty tonight at 11 o'clock tonight is playing in the wimbledon grand final she's the first australian woman to make the final in 40 years and she's absolutely on fire at the moment do you know i was going to say who was the last uh female to be in tennis do you know the name i had in my head who dawn fraser which is wrong (laughs) she is a swimmer she's a swimmer i don't think she's very good at tennis uh my, mind you, in saying that, she could very well have been because Ash Barty also uh, played cricket for Australia too. Did she, she play AFL as well? Uh, I, not, not formally, but I'm sure she could. Yeah. Like, she's just she's, one of those all-round sports people. Really. Yeah, yeah she's, she's an absolute beast. So, we saying she, who's she playing? Uh, I think it's, is it Pliskova? Uh, let me look it up right oh, now. And are we thinking that, we're thinking Ash Barty's going to win, right? I, I think so. She... Yeah, Carolina Pliskova. So she has just been absolutely on fire. Like, her form's been... Who? Barty. Uh, Barty. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she's just been absolutely... I, I would not be surprised if she wins in straight sets tonight. Wow. Uh, so, look, really, really pumped for her. I mean, she's a very short price favourite. She's $1.34 to win. So that obviously tells you... I think that Pliskova was the eighth seed coming into this, okay. and Barty was number one. Yeah. So, look, realistically, it should be a win for Barty. And I'm just... I wouldn't bet any money on her because she's such such short odds, but I'm so pumped to potentially have another Australian Wimbledon champion. Imagine if you could make your own odds. Anyway, carry on. Uh, yeah, that'd be, mm. that'd be a good thing. Uh, next thing I want to talk about at the moment is the NBA playoffs, the finals. So you've got the Phoenix Suns versus the Milwaukee Bucks. At the moment, the Suns are up two games to zip. Okay. Now... There's some really cool storylines about this series, which have got me pumped up. Is it that both teams shouldn't be there? Uh, look, the Bucks should be. Okay. Uh, the Bucks have so the Bucks' best player is Giannis Antetokounmpo, who was the MVP of the league last year. White man, Greek man, actually the Greek oh. the Greek freak they call him. Yeah, okay, mm. okay, that's not that's um politically correct. Yeah. Um, Greek life matter. Um, yeah. So, but absolute beast, and so they. For all intents and purposes, they should be there. The Suns shouldn't at all. And it's one of the best stories I've ever seen. I don't know if the Suns have ever won a championship. Who plays in the Suns? Because I don't follow NBA either. So, yeah, you, you're not going to know literally any of the names. Okay. But the, the number one person who I want to single out is Chris Paul. I know Chris Paul. So, yeah, sorry, you'll know Chris Paul. So, the reason why the Suns run is... White man? No, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just if in doubt, no. No, no. Um, well, he's got two very white names. That is true. Yeah, that is true. Uh, twice financially successful. But, Whoa. but why, why Chris Paul being in the finals and the, and the Suns being in the finals is special is because obviously the basketball is a team sport and the Suns haven't been to the playoffs in nine years. Did you just learn that it's a team sport? Because I've played basketball with you. <laughs> Well, sometimes you just need a superstar. <laughs> right? Yeah, carry on, carry on. And these these shoulders are very, very fatigued from yeah, carrying from us every back team. Like, give us a ball. Every team that I've been in. Um, but the Suns haven't even made the playoffs for like nine years. They've wow. been a bit of a, not a laughing stock team, but they, they're just one of those teams that have just been struggling for a long time. Mm. 
They've had guys like Devin Booker, who is a absolute superstar in the making, but just hasn't had enough support around him. And right. whenever they get one or two players around them that are starting to go well, they get themselves traded out to better teams to have a chance of winning a championship. So they just it's like two steps forward, two steps sure. back sort of thing. So they've just been you know milling around. Anyway, this season they they got Chris Paul like traded to them, and Chris Paul is. One of the best point guards in the game, mm. and, and of all time, in, in my right. opinion. He is one of the guards. Old hand now, right? He'd be 36 yeah, yeah, now. And you got to think, 36, I think he's six foot two. Like, he's not a big guy. Yeah. Uh, so to be a 36-year-old, six foot two point guard in the NBA, you kind of go, how much impact is someone, yeah, just yeah. of those statistics, really going to make? Yeah. But Chris Paul's a leader, and he's the leader of the NBA Players Association. So you know that people have a lot of respect for him. Sure. You know that he's an intelligent guy. Yeah. Chris Paul has taken... So like The Phoenix Suns have basically had the same squad for a right. few years. They've added a couple of extra players. like They brought in Jay Crowder this year as well too. Yeah. Which again, good, good solid player. Not a superstar. Yeah, yeah. Like I, think he's, I think he's won a championship before. Uh, but as a bit part player... On, on bit better like a teams. fundamentals kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, like a support player. Like he's he's the sort of guy that'll give you good defense. He'll give you some rebounds, and he'll hit the occasional three point shot. Like, but he's not a an integral part of the team. No dunks. Uh, he can dunk. Okay. Would not would not not are they field shots. Are they field goals? Yeah, they are field goals. Dunks yeah. are actually field goals as well. Yeah, just so you're aware. But anyway, Chris Paul has come in and led this team that's not made the playoffs in nine years to the second best. Uh, result in the league as far as wins losses in the regular season. Really? Second best in the league. Now they're in the finals and they're up two zip. Wow. And he's worth more money. Oh he's worth all the money in the world, right? Yeah. Now this also as a as a long He should trade toward good team. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he might do next yeah, year, yeah, you never yeah. know. But as a long suffering Lakers fans, one of the reasons why I'm so interested in this is any any person who follows the NBA closely will remember that I think it was back in it, might have been 2010, maybe it was a bit earlier than that. Uh, there was a massive scandal because Chris Paul was supposed to, he, they were trying to trade Chris Paul to the Lakers to play with Kobe. Right. And I think they had Kobe and I think Dwight Howard was there at the same time too right. when Dwight was in his prime yeah. as well. And the NBA commissioner vetoed the trade because this was before there was any real super teams. Yeah. So when you had a super team before, it was like the Bulls, where everyone just sort of came up together, All so together, to speak, yeah, right? Yeah. They didn't trade them. They didn't build a team like no, that. No, because yeah. this was back in the day when it was probably more about pride than it was about mm. uh, winning championships just for the sake of winning championships. Do you know that I watched Kobe's last game in LA? I was, oh, in, did you? I was in LA. Yeah, to right. watch his last game. Like, were you at the game or watched it on TV? I watched on TV in my undies drinking a uh, 40-ounce Corona. (laughs) Nice, nice. Uh, Was it 60 points that he dropped in that game? It was 62. 64, I think. And he started off shocking. But anyway. Yeah. 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 I was there. I was in LA. I watched watched Kobe play his last game in LA. Shaquille O'Neal has a funny story about that because he, him and, everyone knows that him and Kobe had a very um, contentious relationship. Mm. And one of Shaq's big regrets, uh, especially since Kobe died, was that he just he didn't mend the fences enough sure. with him and, and build a bridge. And, but he remembers, he, I think the last time he spoke to Kobe, really, was just before his retirement game. And he challenged him. He said, I want you to go out and give me 50. Mm. 
and he goes, so Kobe gave you 60. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, anyway, one, one of the goats. Um, okay, so they haven't sort of, they didn't build this super team. My, my son, Nate, was actually born uh, the day that Kobe died. Fun oh, fact. Oh, well, there you go. Because yeah. I was, I, we were in the hospital when I, when I saw the news come yeah. up. Didn't think it was real. Anyway, so they, they vetoed the Chris Paul trade, which would have made the Lakers an absolute super team. Sure. And the thing is, Chris Paul's one of those guys who was probably going to go down history as the greatest point guard to, ever, to never win a championship. Yeah. And he would have won two, three, maybe four championships yeah, yeah, if, yeah. They, if they Easily. Went. Yeah. So it's actually so cool to see him lead this young team yeah. of guys who've got all this potential and he is a flaw general. He's led them to to the championships, and they're two up. So they win two more games, and, and he gets his first ever ring at the age of wow. thirty six. So it's going to be an amazing. How, when do they play next? So the next game is in America. It's on Sunday, so we broadcast in Australia on Monday. Yep. Uh, watch it after you watch this podcast. Yep. So watch this one first because it'll be I think ten o'clock is is tip off. Uh, ten a.m. Australian time. Yep. Australian Eastern Standard Time. If I had to give you a tip. For if you want to put a put a bet on on Monday's game, I would tip the Bucks to bounce back. Uh, yeah, because it is so. The first two games are at Phoenix. Next ones will go to Milwaukee. So I would probably tip. I trust greatness, so I would say uh, Giannis and Tudukumpo thirty five plus points mm-hmm. and Bucks to win. Whatever that's paying, that would be my bet for okay. for Monday's game. Uh, and one of the reasons why I think the Bucks will bounce back is because this week I have seen one of my new favourite sporting trolls in this playoff oh, series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, so, Giannis Antetokounmpo, superstar player, terrible free throw shooter. Right. Uh, kind of like a, a Shaquille O'Neal-esque free throw shooter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you're talking 50% at, at best sort yeah. of thing. And... Because he's one of those guys who obviously struggles at the free throw line, he doesn't have a. He, you can tell he's nervous literally every time he goes to the line. Yeah. And you've only got ten seconds to shoot a free throw. Yeah. In the rules, and he's notorious for taking longer than ten seconds to shoot his shots. Right. So the first two games have been in Phoenix. The the greatest bit of sporting theater I've seen in recent times has been the Phoenix crowd chanting, one. To th- counting down his shots, like counting up to 10 every yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because he always goes over it, and you can tell he's now just, it's just programmed, I've got to shoot when they get to 10. <laughs> he's rattled. And, and it's rattled him. It's absolutely rattled him. <laughs> Mind you, in saying that, in his loss yesterday, he still scored 42 points. Yeah, okay. Like, and I think he would have been, again, 50% from the free throw line and would have taken, I don't know what it was. Actually, I'll look up the stats. Does he dunk? He, yeah, he's a, a dunking machine. Why would you bother if it uses so much energy? Uh, well, it's very efficient. It's an efficient way of scoring. Uh, let me just give you his free throw stats from yesterday's game. Uh, so free throw, he, he made 11 from 18 attempts, so 61%. Wow. So, but again, if you get to the free throw line 18 times in a game, it's generally because you're dunking and you're getting fouled on yeah, one way yeah, yeah. as well yeah. um, but yeah so that would be my tip for for the Milwaukee game but it's been great theatre and and whichever of these squads wins it is a good story because if the Bucks win for example so Giannis is, has been sort of the heir apparent to LeBron James for many years he's kind of like the next big thing and 
him and the other guy who is kind of their superstar, because he, he's an all-star as well as Chris Middleton, both those guys started their careers on the Bucks. So they didn't get traded in or anything like that. The only other superstar that's on their team is Drew Holiday, who was traded in this year. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, it's not like, you know, you're not talking like James Harden and Kevin Durant yeah, yeah, getting yeah, yeah. themselves traded to every other different team, which that... Seeing the, the Bucks knock the Nets out was my last favourite part of this uh, NBA final series. Because the Nets created their own super team this year, but you had three guys who it was like, I don't think the egos were ever going to work fully because you had James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving all get traded to the same team. Yeah. So on paper, absolute beast of a team. But those guys were never going to actually play together. The fans don't want super teams to win. I think so. Look, it depends which city you back. Right, like if it's your city and you have, or you, they create a super team. Fans are pretty lenient and tend to love mm. it, but I don't. I don't really like it. And it's, look, for me, it's probably because I grew up playing sports on Tamri Mountain, so I was used to playing for subpar teams. Mm. But it was always a, a a point of pride if we could take a subpar team to the finals and have a good crack at it. To me, that was a win. Yeah. I didn't want to just join the best team that I could possibly join and become a passenger and, and win a championship. Have you ever won a championship uh, for Tamarine Mountain? <clears throat> no. I, I have. have. <laughs> I have. Yeah. I'm not an athlete. No. Yeah. Passenger. Which which actually is another funny storyline about uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo in that his brother already has a championship. And his brother is a bench warmer for the Lakers. Hey, he's still got the ring. But he got a ring last he's year. He's got the ring. Yeah. There's also... What was that, what's that famous... What was the white guy from the Bulls? And he, t he always talks about the story. He's like... He said to Jordan, you know, pass it to me. Oh, um... The current coach of the Warriors. Shit, what's his name? Uh, How what was, what was the line? Oh, I, I can't remember. But... Yeah, I... I, I can't believe I can't remember his name. And then in, when, as the years go by, <laughs> what is it? The story will be the story will be forgotten, but the ring will still stand. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I've butchered that. But. Well, there's another guy. I think it's Mikhail Bridges who was on the Bucks at the start of the season and traded to the Suns midway through the season. And one of the interesting way things about the NBA and the way that it works is if you played for a team at any part during the season and they win the championship, oh, you get a ring. So this dude's already got a ring. It doesn't matter who wins, he already gets one anyway. That's the best. And if, and if like, he's That's on the, an efficient way to play. Yeah, and if he's on the Suns and the Bucks win, he can be like, well, look, I assisted you guys to get there, so... Two rings. Happy days. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's enough NBA talk. But again, like, well, obviously... The final I have a question about sport. Go for it. What's going on with soccer, football, football soccer? What, everyone's talking about it, yeah. and I'm not following any of it. I'm not really following it either. Okay, move on then. Yeah. Uh, not it seems like people seem excited. There's England and Italy. That's all I yeah. know. Yeah. Put in the comments, what do you think? Like, tag in a, fr it's... a friend from England and tag a friend from um, uh, um, Italy. The reason why... I can't even remember what this, what this cup is called. The reason why I don't care is none of the South American teams are in it. So it's not like the World Cup. I think, like... Nine of the South American teams have been previous World Cup champions, and they're not in this league. So who cares? It's it's kind of like winning the Commonwealth Games. Yeah, <laughs> but I had, but I had a, an English friend explain what it means to be like in those Euro leagues, and mm -hmm. the way he explained to me, it made. 
total sense why mm. it's so big and so important yeah. to do well. Because you've got a better opportunity to win if you don't have any South American teams in there. What do you make of... Um, what's, the, what's the American 100-meter uh, runner that's just been canned for... Oh, for weed. For weed. I... Look, at the end of the day, it, that'll be in their rules. Yeah. So... Any, any Olympic-level athlete knows what the rules are before you go to the Olympics. Obviously, it's completely farcical when she gets banned for weed and you've got a bloke who'll be competing in the weightlifting against the women. Yeah. Like, that's so farcical, it's not even funny. Yeah. Uh, but, look... Why you... aren't women blowing up? Because the the current landscape means that if you blow up over it, you're prejudiced. It, and I'm, I'm with Imagine you. Imagine working your entire life at a sport mm-hmm. only to have someone transition like, 35 years into their, um, into their life mm. and absolutely demolishing your entire sport. But I don't, and again, not, not to speak out of school here, I don't think that this dude's completely transitioned either. I think he's on, like, uh, the testosterone... No, the... the um, what's it called? Estrogen. Yeah, estrogen-like therapy. But I don't think he's had the operation. Oh, really? Yeah. Which is why it's even more farcical. It's yeah, like someone can is... just identify as a woman, take estrogen, and, and go and compete against women. It's insane. But we, we spoke about this during the week. I think... The Olympics itself as an institution is becoming a laughing stock. And I, I don't I don't think that it'll be around for all that long. And that this is before all of this stuff. I said this to the gym the guys at the gym and they laughed at me. Yeah. Because in my mind, we're finding out now that all those elite athletes have been abused as children. Yep. To get to that level. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't get paid. Yep. So it's not worth much money. No. And that nationalistic pride is now considered Racist, in yeah. a way? Yep. What are we doing? Why are we doing it? Well, and, and you got I'm to not saying get rid of sport. I'm saying get rid of that. The Olympic Act. The Olympic and, and the fact that the IOC is one of the most corrupt organisations yeah. on the fucking planet. And I every mean, single place that has Olympic Games goes through massive economic turmoil yeah. before and after. Yeah, and, and look, at, look at Japan. The Japanese government... Like, we're in a global fucking pandemic. Yeah. They're getting 900 cases of COVID a day. And the, the Olympics are supposed to kick off next month. And the problem is, if you cancel the Olympics, you foot the entire bill. Mm. If the IOC cancels it, they pay for it. Yeah. So the Japanese government has invested so much money in this thing that they can't afford to cancel it. They'll tell you that only two cities in Olympic history have made money from the Olympics. Okay. And it's because they used pre-existing... It was one... San Francisco yeah. was one. Well, because they already had... Uh, yeah. grounds built and they just re- repurpose but them. that's always been against the rules the IOC it's always been mandating the rules that if you want an Olympic Games part of your submission you have to build new infrastructure yeah, right. which is also again farcical but it's also the only reason why uh, Australia's going to get the 2032 Olympic Games we're the only country that's actually put our hand up for it but they have actually changed the rules this time around because I think no country was going to do it because they're like uh, fuck the Olympics yeah. uh, it makes no sense anymore because one, one of the whole benefits of the Olympic Games in the past was the worldwide coverage. So it was your way of selling your country or your city yeah. or, or your state. So then you could get uh, overseas people would see and go, oh, uh, you know, Brisbane's holding the Olympic Games. Oh, look how beautiful it is over there. I'm going to go there for a holiday and I'm going to spend some money there. 
and you got an economic benefit from it. Not only at the time, because you'd have people flying in to you yeah. know, pay for accommodation and food and all that sort of stuff to support their teams, but you would show off your city to the rest of the world and it would be a good advertisement. You don't need that anymore. Yeah. People are like, oh, I want, to, I want to go on a holiday. Well, what's Australia like? Google it. Oh, that looks pretty cool. Let's go there. You don't need it. Yeah. And, and you're right. Like you, To be an Olympic-level athlete, you're training for four years. So what is the cost of trying to train for four years to win an no event money. that you make no money for? Like if you're lucky, you might get some endorsement deal, which might last for six months after the Olympics before everyone forgets your name. Yeah. Because they don't care. Yeah. So well, I, and I would say now in the time of social media, you could win World Cups and get the same amount of coverage. Mm-hmm. As like, sure, it's a massive grandstand. Like, don't get me wrong, it is a huge grandstand. But I'd rather have more decentralized grandstands for far less money. Yeah, to me, seems a smarter way of. Well, speaking of decentralized grandstands, the Japanese government just had to make the decision that no fans can attend the, the yeah. events. Imagine training for four years to, to compete in an empty stadium. Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. It's a global fucking pandemic. How did we even... Like, why are we at a point where we, this thing's even on? The money. It's all about money. It's the money. All about money. Anyway, off the Olympics. So we, we've done Ash Barty. We've done NBA. Next thing. We did soccer. Yeah, we've done soccer. <laughs> Who cares? Next, lots of people care. Yeah, lots of people do care about soccer. I don't. Which is why I'm calling it soccer, not football. Yeah. Even though it really is far more football than what your version of football is. Yeah. If you think about it, that's really dumb. Why is why is rugby league called football when it barely touches the feet? Well, it does touch the feet. That just goes to show that the it's person a ball named shaped it like had a foot. CTE. It's a ball that's shaped like a foot. If, you've, if your feet are shaped like that, go see a doctor. <laughs> uh, next thing. It is a Conor McGregor fight week. Oh, yeah. So, UFC 264 is on tomorrow, and it's actually a really super stacked card from top to bottom. I'm very, very excited about this. So, you've got Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier. It'll be the third time they fight. It is the rubber match. Uh, Conor won the first one down at Featherweight years ago, knocked him out. Dustin Poirier won the rematch at Lightweight in January this year uh, by second round knockout yep. as well. And so, it is the third fight. Now... You knowing nothing about fighting at all. What's your prediction? I just watched the clip. Who's the other guy? Poirier. Dustin Poirier. Dustin Poirier, absolute beast. He, he wins. He, he'd be the number one lightweight in the world. He wins the same way he won this in the second one. Okay. Do you know I, why? Why? Because if I've got $100 million, I don't need to fight. Yeah. I disagree with you. So... Only if, imagine if only there was a way that you and I could wager against each other. Mm. Yeah, mm. it'd be really good if someone yeah, came more, up with more something of that like to that. come. Yeah, uh, look, I disagree with you, and the reason why is now again when I said I was going to give you some tips before, I'm not. I'm not putting a bet on the, this fight. Pussy. I think it's too close. Uh, if I had to bet on anything, I would say I would bet on the over under of total rounds. And I would bet the under. So if the total rounds is like two and a half rounds, I would bet that it is over within two and a half rounds. Yeah. So I'm because... Poirier in the second. Okay. So you can go Poirier in the second. Yep. I, I'm going to go Conor McGregor in the second. Okay. By, by TK. And, and the, reason, the reason why is because 
I can't like like you said, your reasoning is sound of he's got hundreds of millions of dollars, so he doesn't need to fight. That's what happened to him last time. Mm. So in the January fight, he rolled into it. He's got, I think it was four, five, six hundred million dollars in the bank because he sold uh, his proper, well, a stake of proper 12. Which is properly shit. Yeah, it's money's money. Um, and put in I the comments if you like proper 12. <laughs> I think he came in and then punch fight. yourself in the dick. Yeah, because <laughs> you don't know anything. Yeah. Uh, put in the comments and we'll ban you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he came into that one and it's that, that perfect thing of he has knocked out Dustin Poirier before. I think he overlooked him and he didn't train hard enough for it. The other problem too is there was an undercurrent of the last fight that he'd had prior to that was Donald Cowboy Cerrone and he just mopped the floor with him. Yeah. Donald Dollar. Yeah, he's lost a lot of fights recently. Yeah. And the fight he had prior to that was Floyd Mayweather back in 2017. Yeah. Now... Before they announced the fight with Poirier, because that was originally never even on the cards either. Mm. Uh, that came about as they were going to do, like, Connor was not getting what he wanted from the UFC, so literally hit up Poirier going, hey, let's do a, a charity fight. Yeah. And they were going to promote it under McGregor uh, Sports Entertainment, mm-hmm. which obviously they weren't going to be able to do anyway because they've got UFC contracts. But they literally forced the UFC's hands into actually making that fight in the yeah. first place. And the whole point of it was to raise money for, for Dustin Poirier's charity. So, anyway, I feel like he rolled into that underprepared, but at the same time, there was all these whispers and talks about Conor McGregor potentially fighting Manny Pacquiao, mm-hmm. which means he was just doing boxing training. Yeah. So he'd been boxing training for Floyd Mayweather. He didn't have to train that hard to steamroll Cowboy. No disrespect to yeah. Cowboy, but he's just passed it, and yeah. Conor's still pretty much in his prime. made of a dish sponge. Uh, it's not that. He just he just got overwhelmed. Yeah. His chin's still pretty good, but yeah. he just got overwhelmed. Um, but I don't feel like Connor is going to make the same mistake this time around. He looks way fitter okay. than he was in, in January. He is way pricklier. He was very respectful back in January, which is not his normal yeah. thing. He is way more aggressive all the time Yeah. Now. Yeah. Do you know what my argument is? Mm-hmm. He knows how to lose now. He's, he's more comfortable with losing now than he's ever been. He's, he, never, he's never lost a rematch. Yeah, okay. But he's lost he, he's lost two, fo- uh, two out of three fights. Yeah. Dustin Poirier has lost fights too. I, I get it. Mm-hmm. But to go from where McGregor was, prom- like a very winning, winning guy mm-hmm. to a not so winning guy who doesn't need to win. That's why, that's why I'm giving it to Poirier. Well, should we make it interesting? Do you want to put a wager on it? Yeah. How much? Well, aren't we going, we're going for lunch? It's a beer. It's worth a beer. I'm not drinking at the moment. No, aren't you? No. Lunch. All right, put lunch on it. Oh, we can't because we're, we're watching it after. Well, yeah, well, we can put next week's lunch on it. Okay. Anyway, all right, so you've heard it here. So I'm on, I'm on the McGregor train. He's on Dustin Poirier. Yeah. Now, there are some other big fights on the card. If you wanted to make some money, you've already missed out on the best opportunity for it. And <laughs> I, I sent a tip through to the boys last week. Uh, there's a fight on the undercard, which is Ryan Hall versus a guy called Ilya Tapuria. And, White man? Uh, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And the the odds show that Tapuria is the pretty, not massive favourite, but he's a, he's a fairly comfortably, comfortably backed favourite. And... 
when you look at it on paper, that's got all the reasons why you would generally back one guy over another. Mm. He's 24 years old, undefeated. He's looked very good in his last couple of outings. Ryan Hall, 36 years old, so a lot older. And generally in in fighting terms, if you knew nothing about both fighters, you just bet on the younger guy. Sure. That's typically how you'd make your money. Uh, their records, are, I think Ryan Hall might have a loss on his record, uh, but they've had about the same amount of fights. So right. it looks like from an experience perspective, maybe they've got the same amount of experience. Um, but Ryan Hall is an absolute jiu-jitsu leg lock mastermind. Right. And one of the reasons why he has such a... Uh, a short record. So he's, I think he's only got 10 or 11 professional fights on his record. He hasn't been able to book a fight for three years. That's so fascinating. Because cool. he's a leg lock master. And the problem is if you get leg locked, you're either tapping quickly, which mm-hmm. means you know you're going to lose. If you don't tap, you could have your knee blown out. That could be two years of your career gone. Great opportunity for a UFC fighter with no legs to take that fight. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So we'll see if that ever, ever actually happens. But, so I actually got on Ryan Hall by submission last weekend, which at the time was paying $9, 9 to yeah, 1, right. which is massive, huge, huge, massive odds. To the point that, I'll just log back in to check it, obviously they've, real like, a lot of people have realised how good a value it is, because the odds have gone all the way down to $4.33, right. which is less than half. I've, I've never seen fight odds move that yeah. much. Uh, so, yeah, he... I think he's a big bit... Even at $4.33 by sub, it's still pretty good value. Yeah. Uh, And look, obviously, the best thing about fighting is that literally anything can happen. So there's every chance that I could be... You could be listening to this on Monday morning going, you fucking idiot, because he got knocked the fuck out. Yeah. Uh, You never know. But I think that's a pretty pretty solid way to make to 4x your money. (laughs) If we're talking investing terms. There's a couple (laughs) which... We are not. <laughs> we are not talking about investing terms. There's a couple other fights I wanted to talk about briefly. The co-made event is Stephen Thompson versus Gilbert Burns. Stephen Thompson is Wonderboy. He's a karate superstar. Right. Getting a little bit older. He's about 38 years old. Versus Gilbert Burns, who is a jiu-jitsu black belt and just an absolute jiu-jitsu beast who has fallen in love a little bit with striking over recent years. Mm-hmm. Uh, both are former title challengers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Stephen Thompson had a draw with Tyron Woodley when he was champion and then lost to him. Yeah. And Gilbert Burns just lost by, I think it was third or fourth round knockout to the current champion, uh, Kamara Usman. Yeah. Jiu-Jitsu always beats karate. So I've put money on Stephen Thompson to win my knockout. And the reason being... One of the biggest problems with jiu-jitsu players in MMA has always been their ability to actually get a takedown. Because in jiu-jitsu, if you're just having a jiu-jitsu competition, you've got to win by submission. So oftentimes, people are just going to the ground anyway. Mm. So a lot, of, a lot of the times, a jiu-jitsu player's actually got a tough time to get someone to the ground in the first place. Yeah. Which a wrestler is far better at. Sure. Now, obviously, Stephen Thompson ain't no wrestler because he's a karate guy. But he did fight Tyron Woodley twice, who was one of the best wrestlers in the UFC at the time that they were fighting. And it did extremely well as far as the wrestling aspect goes. So did get taken down a few times, but got up Mm. as well. I also take into consideration the fact that Stephen Thompson's a career welterweight. Uh, uh, Gilbert Burns has come up from lightweight only maybe a year or two ago. So he's a smaller guy. 
I can just see Stephen Thompson picking him apart from the outside. He's got amazing footwork, especially lateral footwork, yep. very good at cutting angles and stuff like that. And I just feel like he'll he'll touch him up until Gilbert gets frustrated and Gilbert end up rushing it on something, whether it's a head kick or a okay. or a straight right or something like that. Yep. So my money's on Stephen Thompson by uh, TKO, yep. which is and again paying four dollars thirty or something like yep. that at the moment. Um, yeah, that's what I feel like is going to happen in that fight. The other fight I wanted to talk about briefly is the Aussie boy, Taito Avasa, is fighting Greg Hardy. Now, do you know who Greg Hardy is? White man? Uh, black man. Mm-hmm. Greg Hardy is the former NFL player who got punted from the NFL for domestic violence against his missus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so he's had lots of practice. Yeah. Uh, he's one of those guys who he's just an athlete like the NFL and players, a dickhead and a dickhead yeah but NFL players in my opinion are the peak athletes on the planet as far as actual athleticism goes right. they're, they're the peak so he has been able to have a degree of success in the UFC he's not going to beat the higher echelon guys I don't think Ty's in the top 15 at the moment because okay. he he was on, I think he was in the top 10 and then he had like a three fight winning streak when he just ran into guys who were just far more experienced than he was. Right. And the biggest problem with Ty's game is he's got no ground game. So he's an amazing striker. It was Mark Hunt's training partner for years. Right. So when, when Mark Hunt was, was Mark Hunt, uh, he was the guy who was training with him when he was a lot younger. Uh, so Greg Does Hunt... Does Mark Hunt remember that they trained together? I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Greg Hardy's one of those guys who ever since he's joined the roster, everyone just wants to see him get his head taken off because yep. of his past. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Now, I, don't, I don't know the guy, but... Yeah. You, yeah, you and put look, hands on your misses. Yeah, obviously, it's it's pretty bad. Now, I, I do want to feel like every person deserves the chance to redeem themselves. For sure. Right? I, I don't want to pigeonhole anyone into being a particular type of person because of a mistake they've made sure. in the past. So... I'm all for him, to, Greg Hardy, to try to do the right things and become a better person. Mm-hmm. In saying that, I also want to see him get knocked the fuck out. <laughs> and Ty loves to bang. Right. So his nickname's Bam Bam. Yeah. He loves to bang. Greg Hardy's a stand-up fighter as well. Uh, I'm on Ty Two of Us at a win by TKO. And I don't, I don't know what round. I don't think it'll be first round. I wouldn't be surprised if it's late second or maybe third round mm-hmm. because Greg Hardy can gas. He's a big dude and he can gas out. Now, tied to a vast, he's a big dude. He's a fat dude as well. Mm. But he's remarkably efficient with right. his energy. And over the last couple of uh, fights he's had, he's actually looked really, really good as far as energy expenditure goes. So I wouldn't be surprised if he starts to take over around that sort of early to mid round right. two and then just puts too much pressure on, on Hardy to the point where he wilts. Yeah. Uh, Hardy actually fought another uh, Aussie guy called Ben Sassoli a while ago, and there was a big scandal with that because I think it was between rounds two and three, uh, Greg Hardy was allowed to use an asthma puffer. Oh, Do you I remember that? that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, wild. And, that's wild. And yeah, I think like he was gassed. He was gone ski. Yeah. Then he's out. out so gone ski. The airways cleared by, a, <laughs> by yeah. the Ventolin. Yeah. So that was a shame because I reckon Ben Sassoli actually had a chance of finishing that fight in the third. So yeah. bit of a scandal there. I, I don't think Ty gives him the same opportunity. So I think he I think he takes him out. But we good card. Oh, it's good. We'll, we'll go to the grand. 
Yeah, yeah, it's gone. Oh, we'll go to uh, we'll go to Southport Sharks. It'll be close to where we're at. And it's actually easier to get a seat in Southport oh, Sharks. Too. Well, we're going to Black Ops afterwards. So oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So, so, yeah, so that'll be great. Um, now, next sporting event coming up: State of Origin three next okay, week. Who's the shit? Uh, Queensland Bring have... your steamroller, New South Wales. Nah, Queensland actually have an opportunity to win this game because the New South Wales halves pairing is out, They're and they don't need to win. Well, they don't need to win for sure, but I mean, at least I don't think there's such a thing as a dead rubber in an Origin game. I really don't think there is. Dead rubber. A dead rubber. A dead rubber is generally if you've got a three-game series and it's already been decided. The the last one's a dead rubber. It's also a used antiphylactic. <laughs> <laughs> you. You find a lot of dead rubbers on Surface Paradise Beach <laughs> on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That's a good way to... Yeah, I think that's how Queensland have played. They've played like dead rubbers. Yeah, so you think it's it's all part of a greater plan? Yeah. Yeah, have them punch themselves out? Yeah. Uh, look, uh, New South Wales halves, Nathan Cleary, Jerome Luai, both out due to injury. I think that definitely upsets the balance of the team to a degree. Uh, I do think that Queensland has the chance to bounce back. They've obviously got a lot more riding on it mm-hmm. uh, as far as a pride perspective because I'm pretty sure they've been beaten like 76-6 to six so far this series. Is that not the greatest... I heard some stat, the greatest points differential in an Origin game since the if, 50s? If New South Wales loses this game by less than 10 points it'll still be the greatest points differential in a series in history. In history? In the history of State of Origin. Aye, aye, so 40 aye, years aye. of State of Origin, it'll still be the best uh, beating points-wise in a series. So look, we'll obviously... We'll New South Wales. Oh, yeah. Just now Queensland's starting to understand what it was like for New South Wales for so many years. When, when, you, when Queensland just had their purple patch of the... You know, you've got Hall of Famers all on the team at the same time. But I didn't see... I Although I never felt, and I don't have a photographic memory like you do, mm-hmm. I never felt like Queensland wiped the floor. No, they didn't. Yeah, because to me this really felt like B div versus the best of A. Yeah. Well, you just... I. <laughs> There's, there's one interesting little team makeup stat which I think shows you the differences in depth at the moment. So, in last game, Queensland had Valentine Holmes as their fullback. And he's probably our fourth choice fullback. Right. Because you had Caelan Pong injured, you had AJ Brimson injured, you had Reese Walsh, who was going to be brought in at 18 years old after playing seven NRL games, but he's a budding superstar. Yeah, the Broncos got rid of this year, uh, injured. Mm. And Val Holmes then played fullback. Now, he is okay as a fullback, but he's a winger, really. Right. Then you look at the New South Wales team. The New South Wales team, the majority of their backline was fullbacks. You had yeah. Tedesco at fullback, who was the best fullback on the planet. You had Tommy Turbo in the centres, who is probably the best player in the comp at the moment. Mm. As far as form goes, right. there I've never seen a, a player have a vein of form as rich as, as Turbo has sure. in the last three months. He's off his head. Absolutely yeah. off his head. And to show his value to, to the Manly team, like last week they stomped the Bulldogs 66-0. This week you took him and Daly Cherry Evans out of the team and they got beaten by the Raiders by like 20 points. Mm. 
who the Raiders got pumped 44-6 by the yeah. Titans last weekend. So it just shows you how valuable to that team he is. And how broken the sport is. And how broken the sport is at the moment, for sure. We've got some stuff to work on. Um, but So you've got best fullback in the world at fullback. You've got the best player in the league as a fullback in the centres. You've got Latrell Mitchell, who's another... He's, he's New South Wales version of Greg Inglis. He's another like generational player. Well, he's in centre on the other side. Like... So Queensland's got their fourth choice fullback playing fullback. Yeah, they've got four New of the South best Wales has got, yeah, yeah. yeah, has got has got three of the best fullbacks three, in the league in the same back line. And it makes them so dangerous too because fullbacks are so used to like watching for support player opportunities. And oftentimes, even good centres get criticised because they're like, I'm right side centre, so I'm sticking on the right-hand side of the field and I'll wait until the ball comes to this side and then I'll get an opportunity. These guys like Latrell and Turbo it. are just... Are just hunting. roaming and hunting for yeah. opportunities, which is super scary. And breaking lines like yeah on the Mexican and US if border. they're broken, you can't catch them. Yeah, and and, <laughs> if, you can, and that. if you can catch them, they're just going to pass the ball to Josh Adokar, yeah, who's yeah, like yeah. the fastest guy in the league. Yeah. So look, that that's going to be our biggest uh, Queensland's biggest issue is trying to contain, particularly Turbo, because we've had to bring in another debutant. Uh, uh, Hamiso Tabuai Fido, I think is his name. White man? No, funnily enough. Um, you're very, you're very uh, interested in race today, Alex. I, I, I must admit, I've noticed. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm trying to build a like, I'm trying to build a like faces to names. Right, right. colors of faces. To yeah, names, fair right? enough. Um, he, he's on debut. He's a good solid player. He's super fast, uh, which he'll need to probably chase these players down. Yeah. Uh, but. Him coming into the team has finally allowed us to move Kurt Capewell, which again, when you're talking about team depth, we've had a second role playing centre for almost two years. Like yeah. Kurt Capewell's been playing in the centres. He's an amazing player. He's a second rower. He shouldn't be at centre. Yeah. Centre's one of the most specialised defensive positions on the field because it's it's probably the position where you're going to make the most one-on-one tackles and one-on-one decisions. Why have we got no respect for that? Why have we got no respect for the... Where it's the not no respect. we got no players. we got no depth. And a lot I'll of go New South Wales to win. I think New South Wales will probably win it, but I think that it's going to be a lot closer than it has been. And the main reason why I feel that is because the the halves, which are Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai, who they have been like they've been pulling the strings, they're both out due to injury. That that yeah, has so. to be a massive disruption to the New South Wales yeah. team, or it doesn't. <laughs> or, or, we'll or, see. We'll see. Time or it you never know. So hey, I've got no bet. <laughs> for, for for actually no, I will give you a bet. Um, I would go turbo two or more tries. Yeah. And who would I go? I probably yeah. I probably just do a a same game multi, three things. Uh, Tommy Turbo two or more tries. Latrell Mitchell anytime try scorer. Josh Adokar, anytime try scorer. So I'm, I'm tipping for New South Wales to win. four different New South Wales tries. There you go. That, that would be my, my same game multi. So, <laughs> and you'll have an opportunity to put that, up, that one on this week because the game will be on Wednesday night. Can I also say that I'm working on something so it, it all fits in. Mm. And if you've made it this far through the podcast, mm-hmm. here's a reward for you. Watch this space. Watch this space because I'm building something in the background. Mm-hmm. I'm building something. It's going to be huge. I'm so excited by it. I can't mm-hmm. say too much about it, but the plan is done. Mm-hmm. The funding is there. 
we're, we're, we're working on this very, very quickly mm-hmm. and it, it's going to be very exciting. And at this stage, I'll be giving away effectively parts of it mm-hmm. for free. Mm. So watch this space and, and, and hit me up when it, when it comes up. Anyone that, that hears this part right now, hit me up and say, hey, you said you were going to give me a piece because I'll mm-hmm. give you a piece. Yeah. And uh, from an investing perspective... Uh, gambling in Australia is one of the best investments that you can do because it's tax-free. It's one of the only things <laughs> yes. in Australia that if you if you win on gambling, it is tax-free That's money, why baby. Australia spent $230 billion money, a year. Baby. $230 billion. We gamble in Australia more than the US. How insane is that? Yeah. Uh, so, look, obviously, uh, gamble responsibly. <laughs> this is financial advice. Yeah, this isn't financial advice at all. But... Gambling aside, from from an absolute sporting nuts perspective, uh, I'm I'm pumped up because there's so much good quality sport going on at the moment. Like with the NBA, I basically didn't watch the last mm. two or three months worth of regular season games mm. because they pissed me off because mm. it sucked. It was terrible. The um, I, I mentioned on the podcast the other week about them changing some rules for yeah. next year which I can't wait for, those rules ruined the regular season for me. Right. Because you were... you were re- Basketball supposed to be about putting the ball in the hoop more than the other team puts the ball in the hoop. Efficiently. Efficiently. What happened this season, or even last season as well, it's become more about trying to draw fake fouls yeah. on the opposition than just trying to score. Soccer. It's, it's becoming soccer. Football. Yeah, it's not basketball. Yeah. It's not basketball. If, if if you want to make it like the winner, it, it was kind of like... It's who, a pantomime. Yeah, whoever whoever got the most free throws wins the game. Yeah. And that's not what it should be about. No. It should be about, you know, three-point shots, driving to the rim, like proper actually scoring the basketball. Yeah. You know, when, when you look at, when you watch like Michael Jordan's uh, documentary and you watch the way that teams defended him physically yeah, yeah, yeah. and still put up the numbers that he did. That's why he's the best player of all time. Yeah, That's I why he's a prime a... Michael Jordan, in these current rule sets, he'd be scoring 80 points a game. Yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, James Harden, I fucking hate him. Yeah, he's a great three-point shooter, great passer, whatever. It's real easy to score when you're a good shooter and no one's allowed to defend you. Yeah. So from next year, he'll be fucked. Because what's, what's that... The rule they're changing. So one of the rules the the they're them. changing is you can't when you go to take a shot, you can't just reach out and like touch another player in your shooting motion and get and get fouled for that yeah. anymore. That's now going to be an offensive foul. One of the other ones is, and this is something that Trey Young does. So what Trey Young does because he's a very fast, smaller player, he will he'll run the ball down to a defender. He'll quickly move past that defender. As that defender trails him, he'll then stop and jump backwards into that player and take a shot. Ugh. And they just they just call a foul on yeah. the other player. So that's going to be an offensive Good. foul. So, yeah, it, you might actually see some actual basketball next year. But I also feel like the umpires in the final series saw those announcements and actually changed their uh, oh, the way they're refereeing accordingly. Yeah. Because I, like I, they did for Origin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I really noticed it in the Atlanta Hawks series where, because it was like, I think it was like after the second game in the series against, I think it was against the Bucks, that they changed those rules. And all of a sudden, pretty much overnight, Trey Young wasn't a factor anymore. Good. And, and props to those Reds. 
Yeah, and look, it, it's just it's on. Trey Young's a great player. Mm. He's doing what every player would do, which is milk the rules. How? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, how sure. is the most efficient way to score? Yeah. Well, if I can draw fouls on literally anyone who tries yeah. to defend me, that's the best way to do it. Because then you put the other team in foul trouble yeah, yeah, as well, yeah. right? So, yeah. Next year, I think you're actually going to see some really, really good basketball. But the next week, you're going to see some good basketball too. Both first games have been great to watch. Cool. So, guys, thank you for joining us. If you've made it this far. I hope you like sports. You obviously do like sports if you made it this far. But thank you very much for joining us. Enjoy UFC 264. Let's go, Ash Barty tonight. 11 yeah, o'clock Ash. tonight. You're not going to get this beforehand anyway, but 11 o'clock tonight. Tune in. ESP. I hope you guys are all listening from home. Bye, you brains. Go, Ash Barty. Bring it home. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. See ya.